I think, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship or, you know, when it comes to a business idea, uh, you know, somebody who has an entrepreneurial mindset, they'll always have business ideas. You know, when they're eating in a restaurant, they're, you know, they look at a product and they'll think, yeah, you know, this, this thing might work really well. I mean, it just naturally comes to them a lot, right? And, uh, but, you know, uh, what I would really, the number one thing I would really recommend is that, you know, just don't jump into it blindly. You know, uh, it's it's great to uh, you know get uh, be an entrepreneur and you know uh, you know start your own business and uh, it's a great thing to do, uh, but it's really difficult. And uh, the more than that, uh, you know, if you if you jump into something, it will take a lot of your time and effort, and uh, you don't you don't want to do something that you spend uh, the next two or three years of your life without having given it enough thought. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Good afternoon, Rahul. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors and Rats. Uh, good afternoon, Michael. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and really excited to you know be a part of this and uh, share my experiences and thoughts with you and your audience today. Excellent stuff. So our listeners, of course... As always, we bring you, you know, the best of the best. Today, we have Rahul Agawal. He's a co-founder of his company, Design Hill. And I'm, you know, not going to take, you know, steal his thunder. I'm going to get him to introduce himself. Today's topic is all around five tips for starting and scaling your business. I think this is so important. We're, we're in a time of our lives where, you know, you either look at, you know, the situation that we're going through as an impediment or you look at it as an opportunity. And, you know, Rahul's story is something that, I hope will motivate you, know, you our listeners. It's, it's certainly motivated me, and I hope that you'll be able to walk away with some, some practical tips and some practical tools to help you on your journey. So without further ado, um, Rahul, once again, welcome to the show, and I'd like you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Thanks, Michael. Uh, so uh, hi, everyone. Uh, it's Rahul Agarwal Desai. I'm the founder and uh, you know, CEO of designhill.com. Uh, designhill.com is one of the you know leading creative marketplaces in the world that caters to the creative needs of businesses and individuals uh, who can source high quality graphic designs uh, from professional designers as well as buy unique products created by independent artists so we are you know we're an end-to-end uh, creative marketplace uh, from design to print and uh, so yeah so you know we, we've served customers all over the world and uh, we have over uh, 200,000 designers on our platform as on date from over 180 countries that, that that's that's amazing 200,000 I hate I hate yeah, to say yeah. or more that's, than that that's, that's incredible I guess um our listeners would you know, for us it's really about your journey right so can you can you share with us what drove you to set it up Design Hill what were you doing before that and what were some of the challenges that made you think about setting something up, you know, on your own? Sure. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know if uh, many of you are aware of this, but, you know, Design Hill was co-founded by me and my younger brother, Varun. And uh, so, you know, it sort of, you know, came up across because of the different needs that both of us were facing at different points of 
time in our lives right so uh, we we come from a family of entrepreneurs and you know we're third generation entrepreneurs so uh, naturally when i uh, you know finished my education my masters i came back joined my family business and at that time you know uh, branding and you know there's not a lot of focus uh, given in our business to branding and design and all of that and that is something that i really wanted to change you know having studied abroad in the uk for that matter and uh, you know so where, so I, i had a really hard time you know i was struggling a lot with uh, finding great designers getting quality design work done and it was something that you know i really struggled with on the other hand my younger brother varun uh, who's also my, uh, the co-founder of design hill he uh, he was he's always been a very creative guy and he was in fact a very passionate designer and uh, he was doing freelancing as a hobby and you know it was something that he was doing for a number of years and on the other side he was facing a lot of issues getting uh, great work you know finding good clients right. paid on time you know uh, communicating with designers and that is where you know when he came back you know we both uh, uh, discussed this and we had the thing that you know this is an issue that you know, this is the problem that needs to be solved and uh, i think that's what you know basically led us to the idea of uh, concept of design hill as a creative marketplace where we could bring businesses and uh, you know creative professionals together on a common platform and that and that's how we you know started it i mean i, I love the, the the fact that you talked about a couple of challenges one from excuse me one from your side where you struggled finding decent designers Yeah um, and then the other side from from your brother's side finding not finding the right platform to be able to showcase yes. his his experience right so they both in the core serendipity but they just yeah. nicely came together yeah. and you found a niche right yeah. um what was was there a trigger was there a point where you felt okay we're going to do this what was that point you know because i'm sure a lot of our listeners and we all have ideas all the time yeah but um, what, what was that point yeah uh i think it was more to do with the fact that we wanted to do something online you know i think that was something that you know we both had a you know common sense of uh, uh, you know uh, aim or you know goal at you know we really wanted to do uh, something online we wanted to do a technology business you know start a technology business and and when we actually discussed this issue because actually i went up to him to get those designs done right so you know i told him that you know i'm having a hard time and i'm not, not able to find a decent designer or some, some or an agency who can uh, you know do this for me then when you got to that you know and we we, we both you know very uh, you know uh, i i shouldn't say this myself but you know we 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 both had a bug for entrepreneurship you know we wanted to do something on our own as well and i think that led us to the uh, you know feeling that okay you no know, why don't we start this we didn't have any technology background to be honest with you like right. i'm a chemical engineer by education and i did my masters in business management strategy varun is a computer science engineer but still he hadn't built a technology business but so we you know we took that leap of faith i think i think we trusted ourselves in it uh, it was really difficult um, uh, let me tell you i mean we probably should have uh, thought it through a bit more before we got into it not that we made a bad decision but i think we could have planned it better you know when we were starting out. uh and uh, but it worked really well and you know we, we we had to struggle a lot in the initial years but uh you know we 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 persevered and i think you know we've come a long way now so so we're quite happy about that and 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 you know well done to you congrats where where congrats is due I, i know and i can imagine how tough it would have been can you can you let us into your world around how did you even start um, for me i mean I, i you know I've, i'm quite entrepreneurial myself and a very long time ago post university myself and uh, an ex colleague university colleague of mine we set up 
a company called eSwaps. It was an online portal uh, that facilitated um, transactions when it comes to swapping. So right. if you imagine the old school way of bartering, eSwaps yeah. was, you know, yeah, it was a portal for, for swapping items. Unfortunately, you know, we couldn't make the business sustain for, for various reasons, but I, I learned so many things from that point. Um, and the, the, where I'm going with this is at that point, we had a mentor. We had somebody from Princess Trust who supported us all the way you know, in our journey in terms of business planning and yeah. validating ideas and so forth. How did you start? Did you have to build a business plan? Did you literally just take a leap of faith and start it and learn and then build a plan? Or what, what, what was the best te- technique for you? I think, yes, uh, you know, it was for us, it was more of a leap of faith, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, probably I would not do that again. Uh, and uh, you know, we, are, uh, st- uh, we are, in fact, you know, we've, we've started a couple of other businesses as well, uh, you know, in the last few years. But and those have been well thought out and well planned and, you know, proper, you know, we've learned from our mistakes. So I would not recommend that, you know, you blindly jump into uh, this because it's tough. Right. Entrepreneurship is not easy. And anybody who tells you that, I think, you know, they're just messing with you. But uh, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the thinking about a business and what led us to it, you know, we, we took a leap of faith because we sort of came from a, a business background. You know, we had a lot of understanding of how businesses work because of the family that we came through. And we sort of trusted, our, uh, trusted ourselves with that. But, uh, you know, we, we had to learn pretty much everything. I'll be very honest with you. Like, you know, we, today we have more than 120 people in our team and uh, we started hiring people from zero, right? So we, you know, uh, we, we, we had to take interviews. We had to learn how to take interviews. We had to learn how to, you know, set policies and procedures and, uh, you know, everything. Uh, you know, we've set, created different departments, verticals. And I think it was a very interesting period in our lives because, you know, we learned a lot, uh, though, uh, you know, it took us a lot of time as well because you know, if you have the experience or if you have the people, if you if you have uh, mentors and coaches uh, who can guide you and you know tell you, okay, this is what you need to do and this is how you need to do, then it sort of you know it it, it, it you don't have you don't spend that much time in learning. So uh, it's a it's a double edged sword uh, in in a in a way because on one hand you really learn a lot from your mistakes and your experiences and you know when you do everything on your own. Uh, I think that's the best way to learn. But at the same time, you can also do away with, uh, you know, uh, having some experience uh, at your hand and, you know, people guiding you in what is the right thing to do and what is the wrong thing to do. So, you know, if you if you have that guidance, that really works well as well. So, so yeah. Just, just effectively trying to find that balance uh, because it's good to learn from, from mistakes. That's the best yeah. way to learn. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's nice if you have somebody guiding you. Yeah. I guess that's where there's a distinction between mentors and coaches, right? Because typically what we find is mentors are, you know, the the, the leaders who uh, will actually kind of tell you how things need to be done. But coaches, on the other hand, will not tell you. They will ask questions. And perhaps sometimes you may need to fail in order to learn, right? So this is where the distinction between coach and mentors comes, comes yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And every, every individual needs to determine what, what they need. But thank you, thank you for that. You mentioned there were some challenges that you faced, you, you, were, you faced with at the initial stages. Um, and congrats, you know, growing the company from, from zero to 120 members of staff. That, that's incredible. Um, can you kind of tell us more about some of the key challenges that you were faced with at the initial stages? Uh, 
I think, uh, you know, for us, uh, being an online business, I think, and, and a marketplace at that, you know, the biggest problem that we had was a chicken and egg problem. You know, the the, the classic uh, problem. Because, uh, you know, on one hand, we, ha- we had to bring in businesses. Uh, on the other hand, we had to bring in, uh, you know, a community or build a community of designers and freelancers, right? So uh, if, you bring, if we start marketing and we start bringing in more customers uh, who want to get designs done, but we don't have a, you know, decent enough pool of designers to cater to them, then it's a fail. Uh, on the other hand, we can, if, if we built out uh, and we started focusing a lot on uh, designers and the creative community, but we don't have clients to really, you know, uh, bring business to them, then again, it's a problem. So I think that was a big problem for us being a mar- in the marketplace model. Uh, then I think it was also about, you know, building trust among customers because we're an online business, you know, we, we're, uh, our team is based out of New Delhi, India, but, uh, you know, we, we were looking and targeting at a market uh, which was in United States, Canada, Australia, UK. And, uh, and, and at that point of time, you know, building trust uh, among, uh, you know, it, it was very different five years back from what it is today. You know, globally, uh, the whole consumer behavior has changed. The habits have changed in terms of sourcing services and products online, right? Or at that time, people were still very you know uh, i think they were only accepting of buying e-commerce products online but not so much services and especially services like design because people still want to meet a designer in person and you know get designs done and you know give instructions manually and in person so so we had to break through those molds and we had to really establish ourselves as a credible business and uh, and and i think we we sort of you know after the initial few months and uh, i think weeks we we uh, you know we figured out ways of doing that you know we we realized that you know we have to uh, uh, take an advantage of our our presence in you know in india for that matter and the location that we are in uh, so we you know we we focused on things that we could do well from here um, uh, one of them being that you know we we started providing 24/7 customer support uh, services you know we understood that you know we can provide that sort of service to our customers that no other uh, you know company based out of uk or us could do that simply because of the fact that you know uh, we could hire more people here uh, for the same amount of money and you know we could provide that service and i think that really really helped because you know with the initial customers that were coming in we offered everybody 100% money back guarantee and in fact even today we offer 100% money back guarantee uh, that was something you know that really built that trust uh, uh, you know for with customers and so it was a lot of effort, you know, uh, uh, on starting an online business, you know, you have to look at a lot of, you have to jump through a lot of loops and hoops and uh, there's a lot that you have to do, you know, not, not only on your own platform, but also, uh, you know, around your platform, you know, review sites, yeah. your social media presence, yeah. and, you know, because a customer is a very educated customer today. They, they just don't, you know, blindly trust you for what you say on your website. You know, they'll go read your reviews. They'll go to Facebook. They'll see what kind of ratings you're getting. And so, you know, so you have to build that presence. Uh, online and, and and I think so you know we struggled with all these things uh, you know in initial uh, phases and uh, uh, it took uh, some of them took time and a lot of learning a lot of fails but I think you know uh, it, uh, we're still learning in fact you know we're still making mistakes but but yeah so those were the initial challenges that we we faced and I think yeah we we sort of overcome them over a period of time. Interesting, interesting. I'll just um kind of quietly making some notes as you were talking, uh, a few things you mentioned, a few themes that were coming across were kind of building trust, focusing on the things that you're good at, um, and obviously le- learning every day, right? It, it, yeah. That's important. You've got to always learn. 
Um, on the technology side, I mean, you know, where we find ourselves in right now in today's day and age, everything is digital. You talked about, you know, one of the ways you build trust was making sure that your um, your omni-channel or your social media presence was, you know, was up to par. Because ultimately, before I go on any website, before I purchase anything, unfortunately, the first thing I do is looking at the reviews, right? If, if I see a, a huge portion of the re- reviews not being excellent, there are question marks, right? They're always, you know, yeah. Mike, Mike, you truly want to buy from this vendor. So I guess on the technology side, what were some of the challenges and how did you overcome that? Because clearly I think your brother was um, in technology himself, right? Yeah. yeah. How would it like find it? Because I think with technology businesses, you know, reliability becomes a big thing, uh, mm-hmm. making sure that you find the right, you know, app, app developers or website designers. How yeah. did you manage to get all that and, and trust the people that were building it? So. Uh, again, it's an interesting story. So, you know, as I told you earlier that, you know, I'm not from a technology background, you know, I'm a more of a strategy sales marketing guy, right? Uh, my brother, you know, he's a, he was a computer science engineer, and so he had a fair bit of idea around coding and, you know, how products are built and stuff, but he had not built a website, he had not built a platform. So, uh, you know, obviously we had to, uh, you know, uh, spend, so initially when we actually started, we hired a company. So we outsourced it, you know, we, we actually went out and we hired, you know, we, we did the same thing, you know, we went online, we found a company, we met them, we uh, read their reviews, got the, you know, references and stuff and uh, we hired somebody, uh, but you know, the platform was too big and it was too complicated. So in the initial six, seven months, 10 months that we spent with them, they couldn't really build it out for us. So, uh, and in that time we realized that, that, you know, it's not going to work out if you're going to outsource it you know because yeah. it's going to be our bread and butter and if it's it's something that we have to bring that expertise in-house that's when we started hiring people and uh, you know we, we we built a team uh, of uh, you know programmers and developers and uh, it took us a lot of time and because you know again so you know fi- hiring people is just not an easy thing to do you know because uh, uh, for me i really trust my instinct and you know i, I look into people more uh, than skills some people might disagree with me on that but uh, but yeah so you know we 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 set out our parameters and we built out our team and then eventually we brought the platform in and we developed it uh, on our own so so that was that and then obviously you know with technology these days if you look at it you know uh, it's developing and it's growing and it's evolving all the time so you know there's so many new things that keep happening uh, for example let me share something with you you know as a platform we've evolved so much in the last five years we started off just as a crowdsourcing platform today we are a complete uh, uh, you know creative platform end-to-end platform where we have freelancing services we have diy tools we've we brought in uh, tools that use AI and machine learning to create designs on our platform, right? Uh, we've come into uh, printing. Uh, we have fulfillment centers in, um, you know, US and Europe that are printing products for us, real-time basis, right? So, the, the techno- I mean, the online businesses, one has to understand is that, you know, it, it's, it's an ever-evolving business and you have to be on your toes all the time, uh, understand what's happening in the market, what are the new technologies coming, what how the consumers are consuming, how your customers are also behaving, you know? Uh, five years back, people were scared to hire somebody online. These days, they are, you know, they, they'll hire anybody, but they're also going ahead and, you know, uh, sourcing designs on their own through tools like, you know, the DIY tools I mentioned, like, you know, AI is coming into it. So you have to keep evolving your business as well. And therefore, technology will 
keep coming in new technologies will keep coming in and you have to keep hiring people and you know i think growing and i think that's a challenge but that's the most interesting part as well no that that's yeah thank you for being open and transparent uh, you're right technology is here to stay um and there's a book which i recommend to our listeners uh, it's called um the inevitable by a chap called a writer called kevin uh, kevin johnson uh, i believe and it just talks about the evolution of technology going back pre-internet to obviously now being cloud and you mentioned ai ai is here to stay it seems like everything has yeah. become more ai so thank you for sharing that um i guess one of the key things or one of the key um to, you know walk away or take away sessions from the coaches and mentors and rap podcast is you know our guests and coaches and mentors trying to share practical tools and and some of the systems and, and their learnings if i can take you back to i guess you know before you started knowing what you know now and um, can you share some practical tools to our listeners in terms of somebody that's about to embark on a journey or is on a journey and, you know, perhaps hasn't looked at a mentor or a coach like yourself yet, but just wants to do do things on your own based on some of the things you're going to share with them. What would you say are maybe four or five things that they need to, you know, consider or look out for or, or take into consideration? I think, uh, uh you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship or, you know, when it comes to a business idea, uh, you know, somebody who has an entrepreneurial mindset, they'll always have business ideas. You know, when they're eating in a restaurant, they you know, they look at a product and they'll think, yeah, you know, this this thing might work really well. I mean, it just naturally comes to them a lot. Right. And, uh, but you know, uh, what I would really, the number one thing I would really recommend is that, you know, just don't jump into it blindly. You know, uh, it, it's great to, uh, you know, get uh, be an entrepreneur and, you know, uh, uh, you know, start your own business, and uh, it's a great thing to do. Uh, but it's really difficult, and uh, the more than that, uh, you know, if you if you jump into something, it will take a lot of your time and effort, and uh, you don't you don't want to do something that you spend uh, the next two or three years of your life without having given it enough thought, right? Yeah. So one of the things I would really recommend is that you know think it through, uh, understand the size and the scale. You know, what is your aspiration out of uh, being an entrepreneur? You you don't want to be, you want to become a millionaire. You want to become a billionaire. You want to become the richest man in the world. You want to grow a company, you know, of what size and scale, Uh, you know, set your expectations and aspirations out of yourself first, right? And then measure your idea, measure your business model against that, right? So if you... Somebody says that, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, the I want to have the largest, uh, you know, restaurant chain in the UK. But, uh, you know, you, you, you're you thinking about that, but you don't have a plan for it or you're just thinking about doing it with a takeaway business model. Fine, you can do that. But how will you do that? You know, plan that journey out. It, it will change. Don't think about it that, you know, your journey or your roadmap is going to be how you're planning it to be. But at least have that plan. You know, how are you going to do that? How are you going to raise the money? How are you going to uh, hire people? How are you, where are you going to have your office? How are you going to advertise? How are you going to bring in customers? So, you know, there there are, ask yourself those questions. Number one, number two. Number three would be, I would really, uh, you know, it's in technology, we have something called uh, an M- MVP, a minimum viable product, right? Uh, that is something that, you know, what we say is that, you know, you test instead, before you invest your entire, uh, you know, life savings or your money or your time and effort uh, you know test it out test it you can test uh, uh, things out even on a piece of paper you know ask ask your ta- target audience 
you know, whether they would be interested in that product, whether they would like to pay for it. You know, people, a lot of people might be interested in something, but they will not be willing to pay for it, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, is it, is your, ask yourself a question, uh, the, the, the service or the product that you're creating, is it unique? Does it have something, uh, a, a USP that no other product has or no other service has? If not, then you're just, you can't grow to that size, you know, because if you're just creating something which 100 other people are doing, uh, you know, you're opening an Italian restaurant and there are 1000 other Italian restaurants out there, then, you know, it's very difficult for you to stand out unless you, you know, you, you, you create something really amazing. So, so the, my point here is that, you know, uh, think it through, uh, number one, uh, ask yourself all those important questions beforehand. Uh, set out your expectations out of yourself measure them against your business idea uh, whether you you know if you want to reach a certain height how will you do that and whether your business idea can grow to that extent or not uh, yeah. uh, you know uh, and uh, you know create a roadmap for yourself if you have a roadmap then you will you know you'll be you'll do much better because then you will think about all the things that have to be done set out your short term and long term goals because those will set out your expectations correctly. So these are, you know, these are sort of, sort of some of the things that uh, I think they are really, really important when you are starting a business. Uh, I really encourage people to do it because I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's thrilling, it's exciting, it's depressing all at the same time. You know, it's a roller coaster journey. Uh, some days you, uh, you know, it, it's you do, you don't want to do anything else, and some days you, you you think you're like on the top of the world because you know you've achieved something really amazing. So uh, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but for people who, who it it is it is for, I think it's the best thing. So uh, so if you have really and sometimes it's it's about jump you know taking that leap of faith isn't it that's what we did and so i don't discourage people but i just want people to learn from my experience and you know think things through so that you save yourself that time and effort that might otherwise you know might uh, on the contrary you know you just be, end up wasting or spending too much time on where you shouldn't do that so that's that's what it is now well, well put well put and thank you for that um and, and in terms of tools what are some of the tools that you use that's worked for you that our listeners can can adopt um, and apply? When I say tools, things like you know books or resources or uh, things where they can have you know maybe go and purchase or something that can equip them, you know, they can use to equip themselves. Mm, you know, uh, I use a lot of tools uh, personally. Uh, I feel because. You know, the more organized you are with your work, uh, with you know, and they can they it, they don't have to be expensive. Uh, they don't have to be paid. In fact, you know, some like for example, I use a notepad on my. I use an iPhone and I have a notepad. Uh, every night before I sleep, I have all my points uh, noted down. Uh, it's a habit that I've inculcated. It's a habit uh, that I I find it to be really really useful. Because, and I have it on the main screen, right? So I keep opening it twenty times a day and seeing, and it gives me a reminder. As to, you know, this is what I had to do. This is, okay, I have to call this up. I have to speak to this person. I have to remind them. So because there are a lot of other things also, you know, apart from your business, you know, you're married, you have kids, you have family, and there are tons of other things that you have to manage. Uh, one of the things I did a few years back, and I think that has really helped me as an entrepreneur, business owner, is I hired a personal assistant. Uh, I think that really helped me uh, a lot because, you know, end of the day, you have 24 hours in a day. Right. And, and there's a lot of stuff that you have to do, which is not your priority, or, but you still have to do it. 
So, uh, you know, whether that's booking your tickets or whether that's, you know, uh, aligning your meetings or whether that's, you know, paying a bill or whatever it could be. So I think, uh, you know, and we live in a, we live in the modern times. You don't have to have somebody in person. You can hire a virtual assistant uh, and they don't cost that much. But I think they're, they're a lifesaver because they take, they take that hassle out of you. They take that frustration out of your life because you want to focus only on your business I mean, as much as you want, as as much as you can, right? So I think that's uh, another thing that's really worked well. Uh, third is I think for my business uh, personally, I I you uh, I like I'm a very process driven person. I feel that if you have processes in intact, in then you know you can scale things, right? Because yeah. today when you you know when we start out, we you know you don't have a lot of people to manage. So you know you can you can be very hands on. You you can look at stuff uh, on your uh, and you know you can supervise stuff. But when it when you grow the business, when you have uh, you know hierarchies, and when you have a lot of people working for you, if you have processes, I think that really helps because people will come and go, and you can't mentor and teach everybody every time when they join your business and you know somebody's left or you're just growing your team. So you have to have processes, you have to have SOPs, you have to have guidelines, and I think uh, they are really important for every team and every uh, uh, you know for things to f- function smoothly without errors and i think uh, that really improves the efficiency of the entire team so we like for example we use this tool called trello um yes and uh, i love the tool i love the functionality of having uh, you know breaking as where you know where you can break down your entire process into stages uh, you know you make different different cards uh, like lists and each task becomes a card and then you shift it from one stage to another and there are the, the stakeholders are defined. We do that for design. We do that for content. We do that for marketing. We do that uh, for development tasks, uh, you know, project planning. And and it works like beautifully. We don't pay a dime. I mean, they have the free version and we're quite happy with that. We don't really uh, need any add-ons and stuff. So that's a great tool if somebody can get the hang of it because it's quite easy to use. But uh, again, works really, really well. And and uh, one one another thing is that you know uh, you know so communication like internal communications are really important uh, you know when you're building a business and uh, stuff so I think uh, you know tools like Slack uh, you know WhatsApp is there uh, these tools really help because you know you need an intra communication system within your organization right so if you have tools like this they work really really well. And, uh, uh, you know, they facilitate the communication between different teams. You can make different groups. Uh, you know, you want to uh, uh, speak to only two people or three people on a particular task or a project. And and all of these things really facilitate. And they have a lot of integration between each other. So, like, our Trello board is integrated with our Slack. So, every time somebody would type on Trello, you know, they get a notification on Slack as well. So, again, so that tool helps. And on a personal level, I feel that, you know, it's all about uh, reading. It's about, uh, you know, learning so, uh, so much from, you know, podcasts. Because we, we live in a world where we can, we have access to all this, you know. Podcasts help a lot. I mean, I... I I make it a point. So when I cycle in the morning or, you know, I have a, uh, uh, I cycle every day. Uh, so yeah. Like these are really cold. So I'm going out a little later, but in summers I would go at six in the morning, five thirty in the morning and it's meditative for me. So, you know, that's one of the things that also that, you know, people can do is that you can, you need to find something that you can have your alone time, me time, you know, whether that's your, whether that's swimming, whether that's running, whether that's playing tennis, uh, golf, anything. It could be anything at all. Meditation. Yeah. 
it really helps because it helps you gather your thoughts it helps you it helps you uh, focus on things uh, you know in a much better way and and at that time you know when uh, whenever i can i you know i uh, you know I, i listen to a podcast a, a few of them and uh, i so i just like that so yeah so i think it's a bunch of things you know you have to uh, be disciplined uh, uh, to an extent in your life you have to be process driven uh, and and that and all of that if you have that if you have a good you know work life balance um uh, i think it it eventually leads to being more efficient and more fruitful and you know more progressive i i love the detail i i like i like the fact that you you pretty much outlined you know um step for step you know some of the key some of the key tools that you're using um and thank you for sharing you know, the likes of you know trello and slack and I mean, we use slack in my organization and yeah i can't you know um I can't imagine working without it, right? It's yeah. it's actually integral tool. So once again, thank you so much. How can our listeners connect with you? What what's the best way for them to keep in contact if they want to? I'm not the most socially active person, uh, so I'm not on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, the best way to probably reach me is on LinkedIn. So anybody has to look out for me. They just they can just type Rahul Agarwal and Design Hill. and you'll have my uh, my my face and my name pop up and you can just uh, you know uh, send me a message uh, otherwise you know uh, as i mentioned earlier we have a 24/7 live support on our website uh, if anybody has any queries or if anybody wants to reach out to me they can just ping one of our executives and you know i generally get back within 24 hours so so yeah so they can visit our website designhill.com uh, or alternatively find me on linkedin so i'm happy to help no uh, anytime Excellent. Thank you so much once again. So guys, you heard from Rahul Agarwal, the 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 co-founder of designhill.com. It's been an incredible uh, insights uh, sharing session, shall I call it? And I know our listeners are going to walk away with a number of these tools readily available to 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 be practiced. And um, again, as as our you know standard format to our listeners, we're going to summarize these in, in all our show notes. I'm going to have links to um Rahul's company's website I'm going to have links to you know his LinkedIn so do feel free to connect and of course if you have any questions feel fr- feel free to reach out to him so again as we always say inch by inch you form a stitch yard by yard it gets harder and 1% improvement daily would make you 37 times better in a year guys so let's keep working let's keep growing and let's keep you know keeping that vision high so once again Rahul thank you thank you so much Michael it was a pleasure to be here For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email: support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember: inch by inch you form a stitch, and one percent improvement daily can help you become thirty-seven times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.